0: Pastor Troy. Looking up at myself on the monitor right there on the doc.org. I was trying to figure out whether it was going to be me or Dan first, uh, which camera would get us on the doc.org every Tuesday and Thursday, dropping these episodes. I mean, they are incredible. You don't want to miss this season three. So fantastic. We're all about conversations to propel your faith out of the shallows and into the deep. Go check us out on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, also on Google Play, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and Sermonet. But we'd like to have you... Focus on those main three, YouTube, especially Spotify iTunes. When you find those, go share those with other people, tell other people about it, hit like, subscribe. We'll, we'll, let me get this screen right here. Subscribe, hit like, notify, make comments, share it with other people. But also, we wanna encourage you to go to our social media sites, Facebook, see there, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, and get her, and let's hear your story. And make comments on what you're hearing, and we'd love to hear how we can help you and how this has engaged you. We'd love to hear testimony. So reach out to us and we'll talk to you about that. Try all those social media partners. We'd love to hear from you on that and go from there. Uh, we, you can, if, if all this has confused you, you can go to onthedock.org and find these platform links and, and links to all those things and email us at info Let us tell you how to get involved also with the show. You can go to Patreon, download the Patreon app on your Droid or your Apple device, and you can become a partner. You can link to it also through our onthedock.org site. And there's four ways to be a partner uh, the show and three ways to be a sponsor, a partner, is somebody that just wants to be a partner to the show and you come and become a part of our team and you give us some support and help us get the word out. A sponsor is somebody that's got a business or an organization or Christian business, uh, church and you'd like to just come along beside us and we'll do some work with you to feature what you're doing and you help us uh, lift up the show in your your social community so we'd love to work with you go check that out also we're partnering now with slnt.com promo code dot otd on these faraday bags all kinds of devices they're putting out now that help you get back your life because we find that China, Google, everybody's listening to your stuff all the time. There are times when you don't want that to happen. Your key fobs are speaking, your your, your credit cards, RFIDs are speaking. You've got, you're traveling through an airport and you've got stuff in your laptop you don't want somebody getting. And you wanna get the right kind of equipment, these different bags, Faraday day bags. Well, let's do it. I've got one right here. My phone is in it right now. It's not in airplane mode and nobody can get anything. Mm-hmm. So it's so great. And, and they make it for your credit cards and all these things. Check that out at www.slnt.com backslash discount backslash Otd become a partner with us or you can go to SLnt.com promo code on the dock again you can find all this at on the check it out we'd love to have you I'm here with mother Beth in the studio mother Beth how you doing my co-host today
1: Doing great.
0: We've had a great day today. We've been in the studio a little bit today doing some great episodes and uh, we are looking forward to this one. Really about, good, stuff yeah, good stuff today. Good uh, stuff today. We, we won't tell you what all is good but it's been great. So make sure you go back and watch the previous five episodes. We are in taking it to the street spotlight on Take Action today. We are wrapping this show up and this series up. It has been incredible. Uh, it's going to be a, well today is our uh, bonus round table. It's something we do on a lot of our shows when they've been really good and I've written a lot of notes and I have. We're going to go back and address some of those and talk about a few of those things and and this will be should be a rich episode for you so uh th- so this is literally going to be six episodes of uh take uh, take to the street spotlight for take action today we're spotlighting several other organizations and some special guests this year you don't want to miss it so this is going to be good take action today uh you go check that out uh take you can find out all about the organization there watch our shows you'll get more go to facebook.com T-A-T dot S-O dot I-L. You can check them out there as well. And they would love to work with you. I've got Dan Piles here with us. Uh, he, he co-hosted with us for the first three. And we'll we interviewed Mike, the, the founder and owner and director of, of the executive director for your organization. And now you're the director of programming, Dan. Uh, new job for you, you had one job and you've kind of stepped up into a new role. And next to you is your bride, who's also uh, working for Take Action. Community Development Coordinator, Rebecca Piles. You two are husband and wife. Uh, who started working for Take Action first? Dan. Dan started first. But then you got on in staff. August. Yeah, in August. Fantastic. Uh, both of you guys working there. And the organization's grown tremendously since you You see on their logo, it says 2020. We're in 20 early 2024. And you've seen massive growth of this organization from, you said, what, seven employees now yep. to 19? Yep. To How many office locations or recovery places now? Seven seven different recovery centers. It's just amazing yep. and more to do things happening check them out I tell you it's fantastic go watch the rest of these shows we've covered this stuff in depth so what we want to do in this show is we want to we want to mother Beth and I want to kind of grill you down and kind of grind you out but <laughs> before we grill you down and grind you out I want you to see this good looking couple here uh, serving uh, serving the people God uh, Dan at the gala we talked about in the episodes uh, just sharing his heart and what's going on with his team and uh, and, and and man he he's a fireball there he was he was the best charisma of the night um we they had a great speaker who's good friend i'm good friends with he's did a great job but i think the firecracker uh, was you there that night and uh, wh- I, i'm just excited about what you're doing now this picture tell us a little bit uh rebecca that's you too um, you look like you're in a car or airplane, or you're going someplace. It looks good. Uh, you're you jet set in someplace. I think we're getting we're going to church that day. Yeah, that's a when you're going to church, you're always happy. Right. And, and then then this lovely family here, uh, that's all around there. Tell us who your kids are if you want to tell us. You can or you can change your names to protect the innocent. I don't care. But 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 we love your kids. We love your children. Tell us about your kids and and kind of roughly what ages they are today. Even though this could be watched 12 years from now, so just right. remember, take today and add whatever.
1: So, Miss
2: Katie is the one with the glasses. In the front here left. And she can sing like an
0: angel. She's got a set of lungs on her that's phenomenal. Go ahead.
2: She's 18 years old. And um, the the boy in the back is Mr. Brandon.
0: Yeah, I called him by a different name for a while, but he's not, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And
2: what's, what's kind about yeah. the young man
0: is he is the most, one of the most polite young men. He would carry my pulpit and all this, and I call him, by, I had another name hung up in my head, <laughs> and he never even missed a beat on it. So he's a, he's a good young man. Yes. Yeah. I would like to have had him. He when is. I coached football, I'd like to have him play in for me. He, yeah, a, keep he going. He loves
2: sports. He's and then beside him is Miss Skylar. That's
0: the same little girl that was on your lap. When you were at the lowest point in your life, still smiling. She's still smiling back there. She's
2: 11. She's 11. Yes, and then right next to me is Miss Emmy, and she is
1: 13.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, that's a a great-looking photo. What I like is Beth and I have grown up. I've grown up in Destin. Uh, I can see that you're somewhere down there, Panama City, to Destin for Walton, because that's the white beaches there of the Emerald Coast. And um, we have never done a white photo, have we, Beth? Never. We've never done any kind of photo, not blue stripe, white and blue stripe, we've done no nautical. We have got to do that next time we can get. Never. And and what happened is we just lost my mom five years ago and then my stepdad.
1: But your mom was not big on photos. No, she
0: wasn't, but we had a chance down there for the funeral to all go do one of those. I don't know how we'll get all of our family down. We'll have to to spend a lot of money, rent a big home, and get them, we'll have to bribe them down there with something they cannot refuse. What's called free housing and
1: food. Yes. Yes. And
2: see, Dan is, he's big on. Photos.
1: I, like why we, we are too? Oh, photo yeah, photo me too. Queen. We, we gotta just... stop everywhere we go. Like, oh right? yes. yeah. Oh yeah. She me too. She's them. the selfie me queen. Too. She'll,
0: she'll want to selfie all of us <laughs> and all that stuff. Oh yeah. 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 So we you got it. You guys got a beautiful yes. family, and and just to understand, if you go back and watch episodes, you will see that they struggled through this, they and did. this is what the upside of recovery looks like. Right. This is what the hope is: yes. is that you can have life. John John 10 and the the devil comes to steal. And to kill and destroy he tried to kill you dan yep. he yep. tried to take your family from you and uh she got a ball bat and the lord jesus and yeah. and, and and you gotta st- you, you turned your heart to god and and next thing you know the steal kill and destroy was stopped and he's came that you would have life and life abundantly and i think mm-hmm. you're starting to get that and now only you get that you're sharing it with others
2: Absolutely.
0: that's the power of this that's, whole thing
2: that's how much jesus loves us Pastor Troy. He he not only came to give us life. But the Bible says he gave to give us life more abundantly. Yeah, you know, he, he, he loves you and I that much that Absolutely. he's yeah. willing to go above and beyond. Yeah. You know, and when you look at that photo, um, of my family, when you say, "Dan, what does recovery look like to you? I just show you that photo, that's, right? That's, that's recovery.
0: recovery. Let that's me show
2: Dan.
1: Right, cause this people, was Dan. at people his. he would look at that photo and, and never imagine
0: this is Dan. You came the left from. one is Dan, where he was at the at the deep part of recovery. Same smile on Scholar's beautiful face, but over here is is, is years later in mm-hmm. transformation. The, and, and and that whole process is a process. You said it's a. Uh, there's a program, a system. You said. Yes, and you got to take you got to be patient and take time with it. And you and what one of the things I wanted to reevaluate here and sit with you was you said that you need accountability in it. Absolutely, you got well, to have. I wanted to say
1: something real quick when you were talking about Rebecca going out with the ball bat. Yeah. Um, I don't think God depends on any of us for anything. I I think God's going to do what He's going to do. He's going to take care of things, Absolutely. but um, I do think that was probably an important part of the breakthrough mm-hmm. was when you finally set your foot down. I had to. And you finally went after Satan with that ball bat is what you were doing. Well, and you fought for it. You fought for it. And you were going after Satan with that ball bat.
2: Because I was trying to protect my husband. That's a David
1: and and Goliath moment. A David and Goliath
2: moment. I, and I'm not that kind of a person. I right? Mean, no, you know, I know you're not. not. But when I seen that my husband was trying to change his life and then
1: somebody was trying to destroy that. Here's event, the devil coming to
0: steal I, back and kill I back and fighting.
1: destroy. And, I and you were fighting. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. And I know yeah. I've been through times where I've prayed and prayed and prayed about something. Okay. And finally, you just get so fed yes. up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and I, I can remember once... And I don't even remember what it was that I got so fed up about. But I can remember driving in my car on some interstate someplace. And I mean, just giving the devil what yes. for. I mean, I had had enough. Right. And that's not like me either. No. You know, right. I'm usually just
3: That's just chill sweet and and, calm and chill yeah. and let yeah. things go by. Just. And,
1: and there was a breakthrough after that happened. Absolutely. And And sometimes I think.
2: I needed it. I did. You needed I did. it. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah.
1: and the, and God needed to see you do it too. Right. right. You know, well, it
2: was Absolutely. definitely a turning point because, like I said, I remember looking out that window, and I'm like, man, whether I want to or not, I'm getting sober. Like it, this. Yeah. Is, yeah. It's go time. Like there's no turning. Yeah. That ball back would come after me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to work like, it out here. You go. <laughs> hey. Yeah. She's a that's, slugger. That's what I'm saying. Like I knew at that at that moment, it was like, okay, it's time to do this. I had to put my foot. Yeah.
0: I've learned in this episodes that recovery is more than about quitting something. It's actually recovering to be something. Absolutely. So I, I, I I'm going to read That's really good. I'm going to redefine how I speak about that in the right. future as a pastor, as a counselor, is that, that, that recovery is not you stopping the recoveries, the process of you becoming something
1: Absolutely. because
0: in, in, in sports, I, I was a football coach for about 20 plus years, um, played sports. You work when you work out, you, say, say you do your bench press and you work your push muscles, your, your lifting and your upper body or whatever, your bench press and you're, you're working your um, triceps and biceps and all that. You, you, when you work those properly, you lift them hard, you lift them to extreme, you then get sore the next day, you, you get worse the third day. Mm-hmm. On, on the fourth day, you feel better. On the fifth day, you're ready to lift again because mm-hmm. the muscle been stressed, it's broke down, it's swollen. The body said it's gonna heal it, it heals it. And then you go back to work out the body goes, well, you better put some more muscle on because you're gonna get tore up again in there and that same weightlifting. So you go lift that weight again, it gets easier. You do that a couple of weeks and you go, I'm gonna put some more weight on this because I built more muscle, I've recovered. And it's in recovery that you find strength.
2: Absolutely. Right.
0: It's in. Re- it's not, yeah. it, it, you, you need to admit there's a problem. I like what you said about that. You, you have to you have to have that moment, but it's the recovery. It's not the moment of, of admitting, the admitting starts the journey, but the journey's in the recovery. And as you go through the recovery, you have ups and you have downs and you have things that you learn about yourself. And you said, you mentioned things come wake up. You Even as somebody that was a part of the process from the outside, you've got to recover, you've got to recover, body's coming alive. Right. You're recognizing what you've done. There's a whole highlight of senses and reactions that are coming. And a reminder again, uh, addiction, whether it's from drugs or alcohol or pornography, or it could be a workout addiction. Mm-hmm. Things that you do, they, they cause physical body changes, the endorphins, the, the things that happen to you, that causes your body to change and drugs will cause the, the the pain restriction change. You've got to take time to change that back and there's also damage. Just oh, like yeah. when a weightlifter lifts the weight, there's damage to the muscle. Right. If they wait the proper time, the muscle heals and gets stronger if they start lifting too soon, they rip it down more, and then you have super injury. Mm-hmm. The body yeah. doesn't; it 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 gets worse actually. So you can overwork out, mm-hmm. and actually defeat your purpose. And you can do the same thing. You got to rest. You said rest, take time, and that's not easy either because you're you're, you're it's it's not just a one-dimensional. It's not just the body. You got to deal with the mind, the spirit, and you were able to find Christ, and you said Christ. Really was a changing point for you. Yes. In that. I think that was beautiful. And I loved your song, uh, uh, the country song that should be 14 Days of Hell, going through recovery and (laughs) and a wife with a ball bat at day seven. So that helps. So let me, okay, one of the things I want to share something as we're in this round table, this chance to go a little deeper on a few things. I've got a, you're aware of this because we're, we're friends and we're in Men of Faith together and we talk. I've got a family. Some, 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 a few people in my family have struggled. My dad has struggled with addiction. He's kind of found recovery. Praise God! By the grace of God, I, I pushed hard for that. I, I, I encountered him. I took him on. I, I, I went in with both gloves and 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 uppercut, downcut, right cut, upcut. Um, he finally got kind of forced into a recovery program, but resented it by everybody, and he got himself thrown out of the recovery program. I mean, he literally did bad things to get thrown out quickly. And when he <laughs> called people to come pick him up, he, he peed on things and 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 did. St- My dad's a surgeon, retired surgeon. He did horrible things to kind of get thrown. Person said, "If you don't want beer, you don't have to beer. You got to go." You know, he was beginning to affect other people there. Not, you know, they threw him out and, and they yeah, called he's and said, "Smart. He's a smart man. My dad's man. a he's surgeon, old. a trauma <laughs> surgeon." Maybe a Dick a brilliant mind, but he's gotten in this world, right. and and he's calling like, "Come pick me up." I said, "Dude, I'm not picking you up." I I, I told you a year ago, I've done enabling you. I'm just glad you went in a program. You stay there. I'm not gonna. And we all talked to him. He's like, "Nobody's gonna pick him up." You know, he finally found somebody to pick him up, you know. And then you kind of start the process again a little bit. But he got enough in the process that that I forgot to be a trauma surgeon. Required a great mind and a commitment to just beyond all knowing, you know, and I I I didn't factor in my dad's will, and my dad always had a strong will. I just never got to experience a lot because he was always working, and I and then I saw my dad make the decision on his own to change, and he got into recovery, and he's he's clean now for what what is it three years now. Or two years, two, he's, uh, he's two years clean. I mean, years. I mean, solid and doing well. And my old dad's kind of there, and maybe a better dad. He's a little more open to things, that we're talking. He is and going to meetings. He's I going mean, to he meetings does have regularly. Some support, but regularly going. But on.
1: he decided on his own. He that...
0: he he had to come to his own point. Yep. we pushed yep. him hard in there. It didn't work. It it was a ca- his will kicked back on us oh, actually. Yeah. And I when, when I got called and I was told he was a program, he was doing his own program. I said, I, I don't believe it. I'll believe it when I see it. So i w- it took him about a year to get me to believe yeah because i didn't w- i was where you are i i'd had enough of this and he turned around i have a brother uh, my next sibling uh that that f- since he got injured at georgetown he has basically been using alcohol as his evening uh, medication yep. and he he would drink early to late. It, it just ended up destroying his marriage uh destroyed his life and and we're now he's been doing this 25 years later he was a functional alcoholic for a long time. But but he became dysfunctional greatly over the last four or five years. we have been mm-hmm. it, it's got to where it's slopped out on everything, oh, you know, the, yeah. the world crumbled. I think you said, and and I, I have to tell you, after my stepfather's death last summer, uh, he could not control some of his behavior in some of our family interactions. And I, I, I just the Lord woke me up uh, from bed in Destin. After the things going on, we'd had a family conference on zoom. And I could see every one of us could see the dimension of what was going on on him it was like your picture it was yeah. it was hard to see and the Lord woke me up the next morning and I said, you know, I called all my siblings. Did you see that? Yes, we saw that. And there'd been a couple other big things already. And we said, at this and this and that, you know. And, you know, we all said, yeah, you know, we always, he's always done that, you know. And I said, yeah, but he's this is where he, next is death. He's 25 younger, twenty years younger than my dad. He doesn't have 20 more years to get to where dad was. He's already past dad. I called my dad. He's in he's in recovery. I said, what do you think? Todd's got a problem. And, and I've led him wrong. And he needs intervention.
1: Hmm.
0: I, I'm fearful he's going to die. You know, so I talked to everybody in his family. Talk, and 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 God bless him. Uh, he went in a program himself a couple weeks ago. That's awesome. He's in there now. Good. Good. He's awesome. in recovery right now. Um, in August, him and I had a conversation. that was rough, mm-hmm. and we didn't talk for a month. I, I hollered. At, I didn't holler, but I went at him, both sure. gloves up, right down, uppercut. I'm his older brother. I went for about 45 minutes. I had asked twice, are you still on the phone? Yeah, I'm here. I'm listening. And when I got done, he said, everything you said is right. I need to get help. I'm proud Mm -hmm. of dad. I can do that. And I said, when are you going to do it? Over the next couple of weeks, there was denial kicked in. Oh, yeah. Other people began to say, no, he doesn't have a problem. Well, and his codependent. His codependency people said, you don't have a problem. His codependent people actually even called around. And to told family to family members, not me. Trust me, they wouldn't call me, because I, I right hook them. They called around. They called around on his behalf. And said, well, if he had a problem, we would tell him and help him. Yeah. No, he's got a problem. I said, first of all, I'm his older brother. I've known him longer. Number two, I'm a trained pastor. I'm not lightly trained. I'm highly trained. I know somebody that's addicted and that's that's on, you know, multiple things. I can see the striders. I can see the eyes. I can see the effect. I can see the behavior. You're not going to fool me. Right. And and, and you're, you're, you're not tricking us. You can do what you want, but he's got a problem. And until he decides he wants help, we're there. We even offered to step in and help and, and provide support while he went away. But finally, he just, he didn't tell any of us. Didn't? He just, he just I had his I had his family support, his daughter's support. I had everybody's support to interact. And he just finally went on his own, praise God. Good. That's I awesome. don't know what triggered it. We'll find out when he gets out but I'm yeah. the most excited and proud man of the world for him to know that he could be on that path. So you've helped me understand that my biggest goal is going to be to help him rest yeah, and to recover. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm going to be, that's what i am be talking about take it easy on yourself and and i really like we have a guy in our church that that has been in recovery also a little bit and he's relatively new to the faith and i've been a part of leading him to christ you came in in the middle of that process of this process and he's also got some addictive behavior and he's made some slips and i i would have probably not been as good a help to him because uh, it's just i'm good with this side but i've never been good with like i said the recovery side you have been to be here at the time you've become another Uh, accountability person to this brother. And I've seen strength. So I see what this peer counseling can do. And I I, I'm a proponent of it big time. Um, You talk about the mirror. And I want that's the main thing I want to get through in maybe 10 or 15 minutes here a little bit. You said the mirror changed you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I want to I want to peel back your pastor now. uh, You're a counselor, you've been trained now. Um, That was you in the mirror. But but what do you think? What about the mirror woke you up? What what caught you is, you know, you know what I mean? I mean, what, 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 what was the thing that happened? Well,
2: you know, just looking back at that time, and you know, when you know, Rebecca left I me mean, and, she, and she took the kids and, you know, I'm sitting there by myself. And you know, like I said, I'm screaming and hollering in, and, um, in a house or a home that should be loud, and, you know, we got kids, little kids, so it should be loud and banging, and, you know, I can hear my voice echoing. You know, it's just empty, and, I, you know, I walk into this bedroom, and I'm just so mad and frustrated, and then when I see what was looking back at me in the mirror, you know, this this man, that this guy that had so much promise, that had, you know, so much going for him. And then allowed addiction to taking to this. Was there a moment of truth? I mean, it's almost like you had a moment of truth there. You could there was some clarity. Absolutely. I believe that the Lord caused me to almost I don't wanna, you know, I'm not trying to speak fruity or anything, but it's almost like he caused me to step back. Almost out of At I don't an mean an out of body of experience. Body. Yes. But but yeah. it's like Yes. Th- who's this person? Yes, because I, I seen this individual in the mirror and like I said, I seen a just a bag of bones with skin on it. And that's not what you want to be. No. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, yeah. and, and and to be honest with
0: you, I, I look at the picture, I I didn't know your behavior in those days, but I see a lot of guys running around Southern Illinois at this weight and stature and, and you could just be any old redneck. Mm-hmm. You yep. know. You know, I, I don't know how you got there. I don't know that everybody that's skinny and small is like that, but that's not your natural. You what you knew is that's not me.
2: You know, when you go from you know, like I said, I've, I I kind of bounced between like one eighty and two hundred, depending on the holidays and depending on how much food I was around. <laughs> I you know, so when you go from you know when you, it's, it's just let's just shoot halfway one ninety. You know, when you go from one ninety down to one forty, you know, uh, you know I'm wearing size twenty eight pants. Yeah. yeah gosh i don't know that i don't you know, know that a, number yeah <laughs> you know, we're in size 28 pants you know um just man i mean it's um gosh you're smaller than your son oh yeah i mean look at him yeah he uh at that picture he weighs more than me he yeah he's about 160 yeah in yeah, that he's, photo. He, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah 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 absolutely you know it's, it's unbelievable and, and i i guess if you have that moment of of kind of I mean, you just like you 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 see somebody you don't know, but you then you know it's you, you know, and it's a wake up moment. I I wonder I I, I let me just show this. I know for me that was my moment, and and I, I'm gonna get to a, a bigger point with this in a minute. But when I was when I came back from Memphis, I moved to Southern Illinois. I had one life in Memphis, and I had one life kind of here. I had a I I had. Christian grandparents that were in, introducing me to their Christian business. I was going to the Methodist Church that, that had a strong. I had a holiness pastor, and a Christian pastor, it was not the Methodist Church of today. It was mm-hmm. it was a holiness church. It was known for that, and it was God fearing. And I had I had a guy that whose dad was on fire for Jesus, Elijah, Fred Bishop, my mentor, and Shane, who's my brother in the Lord, my, my big brother in the Lord. He's my uh, accountability person. Um, you know. I, they were leading into things and, and I, I just saw something different, but I would still go back and live my other life with my fraternity friends, go back to Memphis. And I was the doctor's son and I had money and I had a, always had a good job and I could drink what I wanted and, and do what I wanted. I had a triumph TR seven. I could get back there fast. Cause I could drive 120 miles an hour. I get to Memphis and let, like, iron 50 minutes you know if you drive 110 miles an hour you can get there that fast you know i did i scared my dad one day i called my dad said i'll I'll see you a little bit later and i walked in the door about an iron 40 minutes and he's from here and he's like what did you fly i said yeah i drove you know i I just i had reckless abandonment i just, just did and i live i would come to memphis and i would live one lifestyle and i would see my old friends and my old girlfriends and, and the fraternity and the sort and, and and do that. And then I would race back on Saturday night or early Sunday morning to get back in time because the insurance business I was in, uh, my grandfather taught me that you need to be in business community and you need to be known in the community. Oh, yeah. So all the other a lot of people I did business with went to church on Sunday morning. So I need to be there bright eyed and bushy tailed. You know what I mean? But it's tough to be bright eyed and bushy tailed when you still got alcohol coursing through your system from last night. And I was a good good drinker. So you, you get to you get to church, and you do your thing, you shake your hands, and, 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 you know, you just do that, and I did that for months, a couple months, and you kind of eventually get exhausted. You know, oh, yeah. you're kind of running one way, and I began to play softball with the church softball team, and Shane was the coach for that, and he he's a solid Christian. He was making me sit through stinking devotions. I had, to go through it. I had to go to church to play, and I had to go through a devotion every time we had a practice, and I was just hearing about what he was doing, what God was doing, what God was doing in their life, and I was having to start listen to them read the Bible. Next thing you know, I got in a college and singles group. And I was having to listen to Melissa and Shane Them talk about that and other people talk about that. And it was it was starting to leech off on me that there was another way to live. I had lived one way, but but now here I'm living another way. And I got up one morning, having been partying my brains out and getting ready to go to church. And I looked in the mirror. And I saw like in Batman two faces. I saw my Memphis face. And I wasn't 140 pounds, but I saw my drunk side, blurry eyed, you know, got a headache over here and a a hangover. And I saw the other side that was having to get his face cleaned up, put his cologne on, fix his hair, because I got to go to church and let people know I'm an outstanding member of the community and you should do business with me. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to live the saved life, but I was unsaved. And I looked in the mirror that day and saw two faces. And I thought, my Lord, you can't survive like this. You've got to decide. And I sit there, and I I remember saying, I've lived the other way for 20-plus years of my life, 22 years of my life. It's not worked. I think I want to try this people's other side. I was faking the other side for them. Mm -hmm. But I want to sell out. And I had an encounter with Jesus when I was 14 at a church camp. And they took us out on a rock, took a candle, and they said, go out and talk to Jesus and invite him. And and I'm telling you, when I took that candle out, Jesus came and sat by me on the rock, and I, I experienced the presence of God. But when I went back to my church at home, I had a church that was not into this. And it didn't get nurtured. It died out about eight days after camp when you're 14. You know what I mean? Your parents don't live it. Your church doesn't live it. Your pastor doesn't live it. Your youth group doesn't care. Our, my, my church youth group had a haunted house for their fam- big fundraiser. It, I was smart enough to go, that's incompatible with the Bible. And so I just got skeptical. And I got, my dad wasn't a Christian really, but, but they made him a deacon in the church on his second week at the new church that we went to. And I thought, how'd they do that? And I found out Presbyterian Church credit rating. Oh, yeah. You can write a big check. You can be a deacon. And so I I got kind of skeptical to religion to be t- between me and you. And that led me just to go party. And when I had that wake up moment, I had seen the other side enough in these folks that I thought I couldn't explain their love for the Lord. And they looked healthier than I did. And I just in that I had that two face moment, like in Batman, where that guy has two faces, mm-hmm. you know, you know, flip the coin and decide which which face you're going to be and. I got in the car that day and I was driving to Carbondale on an appointment, and I said, "You know, Lord, when I was 14, You met with me on a rock. If You're there, I, I wrote I wrote these words. I I, I was out there going, and um, I, I made a, and I said, I, You said I said, Lord, I'm here. I, I I voice, if if You could be here the way I was, there in 14, I think I could get back. Mm-hmm. And I was driving past the the harbor out there on the way to the cove out there on the way to Carbondale. And the Lord sat down in my car next to me in the full presence of the glory of God and said, I'm here. I pulled in, startled, and sat there with Jesus for about 30 minutes and just cried and said, I'm all in. I, I mean, I I mean all in. It scared my mom, my family. They thought I'd been brainwashed by some cult here. They I wasn't a cussing buddy, drinking buddy. I wasn't coming home. I was talking about Jesus. I didn't cuss anymore. I didn't do all this stuff. I changed so rapidly it's because I'm all in I'm just crazy like that. Mm-hmm. And and it changed me a mirror changed me. I I just wonder, Dan, your pastor, and you can speak to mm-hmm. people. Rebecca, how many guys how many ladies are there need to just stop and look in the mirror? A little bit of time in the mirror right now.
2: Yeah, that's actually powerful. You know, when you
0: think about that's why that. I told all that, yeah. you know, because there's no greater truth to you. I mean, a wife can pray. My wife can pray. Somebody else can pray for me. My grandmother could pray for me. People could be. And they did. You did. Mm-hmm. But what changed you was you. Yep. Right. And then you encountered Jesus Christ and He gave you the power to get out. Yep. Yes. Nobody can change you but you. Your free will is your free will. Right. And the mirror changed my. Mind. I looked in that mirror and I thought that trajectory leads to death. I'm going to kill myself on the road. I'm going to drink too much. I'm going to and, and I just stopped and changed. And it was, I I wasn't an ick. I just am compulsive all in all out Mm -hmm. and I just was trying to do the Memphis thing, but you could, I couldn't have both. And I just decided to sell out the other side and I don't have any regrets. I am thankful. And it took time a little bit for others to realize. My parents thought we, we, we met soon after this pretty soon. We, and I was clean and really straight and really moving in a new direction. She, when we got talking, she found out how soon I was, how new I was to Christ but I was so sold out when, when she told me how long she'd been waiting for a man of God, it scared me enough that I dug deeper into the Bible so I could meet her expectations. And I probably haven't done that, but, but I, I, it caused me to press in harder to try to do that. And I ended up moving from being in the spares and the singles to getting in the word. And a year and a half later, I was, I was leading the youth group. You know, next thing you know, we're, we're heading off to seminary. You know, and and now today we've got pastors around around the globe. It, God can in seven years, thirty five years,
2: God can do transformation work today. Well, absolutely, and that's kind of where you know um, my story kicks in. You know, um, I just knew I was I was just I was hungry, and I wanted to. You know, uh, it's like that new relationship when you get a new girlfriend or a new boyfriend. You know, you just want to invest all your time in mm. that. This is the first time in thirty you know, probably 33 years, I'd say I don't know, maybe 30. In my early 30s, that I finally knew who God was, right? I had a relationship with him. This wasn't Sunday School Jesus. This wasn't you know, right? Exactly. You know, this was an actual relationship that I developed and was nurturing. So I was getting everything I could. I mean, I if there was a book, I was watching it, you know, um, if there was anything, I mean, if Jimmy Swaggert was putting it out, there's a, I guarantee you, I was watching it. Yeah. I mean, I just anything I could get my hands on. I was watching YouTube videos, um, reading the Bible, and, you know, I started with the youth. You know, my brother asked mm-hmm. me, he's like, man, you know, um, he goes, you, you need to be doing something. Right. You know? So I was like, well, man, I, I just want to serve. I want to help. I want to do what I can. And that's kind of what I did too. You know, so I started helping with the youth. I started... Um, I started teaching the youth on Sundays and then, you know, the Lord, as he began to grow me, um, you know, in 2017, he moved me into a youth pastor. I was a youth pastor for a couple yeah. years and then, um, some situations happened, and, you know, um, the Lord moved me, uh, into where I was an assistant pastor, yeah. um, for, you know, several years and, uh. But during that time, man, it was just helping people, helping, helping, whether it be youth, whether it be adults, whether it be families, whatever mm-hmm. I could do mm-hmm. um, to help. And, you know, here I am now. You know, I look at this, you know, um, I I quit everything um, I've ever put my hands to. I was a quitter, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, when th- the moment things got tough, you know, I quit, threw in the towel, I ran. um. I've been wanting to go back to school for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember it was in uh, uh, June of 21. um, I remember telling Rebecca, I said, "Um, I'm uh, going to go back to school. I want to go back to school. I want to help. And I said, I want you to do me a favor. I said, if I tell you I want to quit, I want you to sock me right in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Do not let me quit for anything. Um, and it's because of the grace of God, you know, um, I am, uh, four weeks away from graduating with my bachelor's, um, in behavioral health science. That's great. That's Um, very cool. I've been accepted, um, at Northwestern to start in the, um, uh, clinical psychology department. And I'm going to jump right into that to get my PhD or my psych D, Uh my doctorate in clinical psychology. Um, I say all this, not to brag. I say it's because of the Lord's mercies were not consumed. The Bible says they're new every single morning. That's right. So if God can take a heroin addict, uh, uh, you know, I mean, to society, a junkie, you know, yeah, a right. busted up. That guy. Broke, one of those. That guy. That guy. Those, right, right, right. And literally can restore. To where you can have your family back, your marriage back, you know, you could go to school, you can get that degree, you can get that job, anything that the enemy and addiction took from you, the Lord says that I'm going to give it back to you, but not just to you, like Job, I'm going to give you double portions, triple portions, you know, that's nothing but God, that's how much he loves us, you know, and I I just want to share this, Pastor Troy, and I'll, I'll be quiet, you know, um, You know, I just want to share that Jesus loves you. You know, I don't know who's listening to this. I don't know when you're going to be listening to this. It might be three or four years down the road. That's right. I don't know. But I want to let you know Jesus loves you. He loves you so much that he died for you. Um, That the Bible says that all we got to do is confess our sins. And the Bible says that he is just. Mm -hmm. And and he'll cleanse us of all our unrighteousness. That's incredible. That's how much he loves us that you could you don't have to be in a church. you could be driving in your car That's right you could be sitting at home and all you got to do is just begin to call. The Bible says that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I don't care what you've done. I don't It's care on the screen now for at. you. yeah I mean if you you know you confess you accept Jesus Christ and you believe that with all your heart then you are saved.
0: Yeah, it's, it's in your control. It's in your control. Because Jesus has already come to the cross. God sent his son, John 3, 16. We've all sinned. We've all made a mistake. But it's actually in our hands. And that's why I think that mirror, that's why I wanted to come back for this episode. That mirror moment is you realizing, I'm not going to be that guy anymore. No, I'm done. Because at the cross, there were two thieves. I, I use this for my whole ministry. Jesus stood in the middle of two people that were basically guilty of the same thing. And one guy... They initially both kind of were mocking Jesus, and then one began to revel in his mockery of his future deceit. He's dying, mm-hmm. and he's going to go out by choice dying. And the other began to realize, this man in the middle is a game changer, and I'm going to die too, and I deserve to die, but could I go where you're going?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And Jesus doesn't beat up the one that didn't choose him, but he told the other one, I got a pathway to paradise for you today. So I, Jesus doesn't beat us down, Jesus gives us hope to get out. Absolutely. But you have to decide to turn. Absolutely. That mirror moment was my time. That mirror moment was your time. I I think there's men out there, women out there, wherever you're at, go look in the mirror, I mean, the real mirror and ask, is that who God called you to be? Yeah. Did did Jesus die on the cross to make you look like that, to give you that future? And if you don't see that, what happened to me is I would agree with you was hunger. I looked at that person and said, I have access, I have education, and I am completely unsatisfied. And I see these people here, to be honest with you, Shane and Melissa Bishop changed my life. Um, I could cry right now about what they've done in my life and, and Fred. And um, they hardly had a pot to pee in. Mm-hmm. Yep. I had never not had a pot to pee in. I had good pots. I had people that clean them for me. And they had nothing. But the love of Christ and it was sufficient for them. And I know that didn't mean they didn't suffer. I just thought, my goodness, what I'm seeking is empty calories. You know what I mean? Spiritually. And what I want to try is their God. And they showed me
2: the way, but I had to choose to change my direction. And that's the difference right there between religion and relationship. When you look at an individual you know, and like, man, how have you been serving God for 20, 30, 40 years? You know, when you're looking at all this, and it's it's all about relationship. And I knew early in my recovery, days into my recovery, I wanted relationship. Didn't want religion. I did. I wanted to know Jesus. Yeah. I knew him. But I wanted to know him. Personally. Acts
0: three nineteen says, Repent then be converted. Have that mirror moment. You've got to have that moment where you repent and, and you make a decision to be converted, to change, to to turn around. And then the sins can begin to be blotted out. You begin to be rebuild relationship, new pathways, right. restore uh yourself from op- change your pain receptors change your psychology it's it's not going to happen overnight no. you're going to make mistakes the bible says though a righteous man falls down he gets back up which implies you're going to make mistakes even in recovery mm-hmm. and it's not that god can't forgive that it's just he wants to keep you recovering so so get back up dust it off find somebody the bible didn't send out disciples alone either so your accountability is biblical find somebody that can walk with you through that and hold you accountable and it says here in Acts three nineteen, times are refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. I just want to use you one last time, brother. This is you at your worst, okay? And I just want to honestly say, uh, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna switch photos just because I want to, because I just think, I just think we, we, we're jealous because we don't have such a photo like this. <laughs> Our kids won't do this. This is you at your best.
2: Absolutely. What God
0: wants is a robe of righteousness for us,
2: and everybody can have one. It's up to you whether you want to work. Absolutely. World. And I want to say one more thing, Pastor. You know, the Bible tells us in Philippians that Jesus will give you a peace that surpasses all, all understanding. understanding. Yeah. And I, I want to tell you today, you know, I've been where you've been, I, I've done what you've done. I've looked, um, you know, I've looked at the crack pipe for peace, I've looked at heroin, cocaine, marijuana, prescription pills. Um, whatever it is that you're looking for, for peace today in your life, I can tell you this, that only Jesus, there's a song we used to sing growing up. It says only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Only Jesus is going to give you the peace that that's going to surpass that understanding. only Jesus is going to give you the peace that's going to offer you hope. And it starts with what pastor Troy said, acknowledging it turning it over to God. The Bible tells us to cast all your cares. Some translations say anxieties, right? Cast all your anxieties. because he cares because he cares. That's right. He loves you that much. You don't have to battle with this anymore. You don't have to struggle with this. Jesus says, I've come to give you peace. I've come to give you life. Turn it over to him and then get yourself into a church to where you can start building those relationships. You know, if you're new and recovering, you don't know where to go, reach out to us. Take Take action Action today. today. Right here's the stuff on the screen. We can get you set up. There is hope. You don't have to do this alone. You don't have to battle alone. There is hope for the hopeless. I'm living proof of it. My wife is living proof of it. And the statistics tell us that 22 million people just in the United States are in recovery from substance use and alcohol related disorders. That's amazing, mm. and that's probably, to, a, sl- that's probably oh, a low number. Oh, it is, I would say so. But yeah. that's hope amazing. is there, healing is there, recovery is there. You've tried everything else. You know, I, I, I come back to the fact to that you see yep. yourself in the mirror mm-hmm. and
0: my recognition was that I wasn't satisfied and I finally realized that what I had was empty calories. What I thought the world was feeding me was really not substance. It was wood, hay, and stubble. And he came that I could have life and I wasn't having the kind of life that I saw from my friends. So one of the things that we can do out there is take action today. If you're out there and you're a Christian, one of the best things you could do is if this show, if you've got somebody in your life that's, I bet there's nobody out there that doesn't have somebody touched by by the issue of addiction to to whether it be alcohol or drugs or or pornography or other addictive areas. Uh, It could be bulimia. It could be other things, image, whatever what you could do is be a witness. You can be a partner. One of the things you do is, is access, take action today and get a strategy to either help somebody come out. Or if you've made that decision that you don't like what you see in the mirror, you could call and say, could I get a peer counselor that would help me begin to plot a pathway out. Mm-hmm. So take some action today, get off your butt, you know, that's what you did. You you finally said, I got to get out of this. I I left that mirror and said, I got to make a change. And I called on the name of Jesus. He was there. You called on the name of Jesus, went to church, found Jesus and turned your life around. You've got to take some action right now. Mm -hmm. And that's the name of that ministry. That's the process they'll help you with. If if, if it if, if yours is behavioral and it's addictive issues, reach out to them. If it's spiritual issue, other issues, reach out to us through the church at community faith church, TV.com And we'll tell you about that in a minute. But we want to help you here at on the doc or on the doc.org. We will work with you. Guys, Dan, Rebecca, thank you so much. Thank you. Beth, thank I, you. I don't think this could have been any better. Uh, Donna, just fantastic episode. Thank you for your production over there as well. And uh, this whole series, Take Action Day, I cannot express enough. Reach out there, share this. You can share their program, but you can also begin to share these six episodes so people can see the process, they can hear what's going on. And realize in Southern Illinois, we have a treasure here. Yeah, We have a treasure here in what you guys are doing, and I'm excited. Please give my my, my thanks to Mike for being a part of the show. And uh, Crystal, we, we just love them. Them, and we're going to be looking forward to what you're doing. And we're looking forward as both a church and as a foundation to partner with. I know you've got models for the church to work with that you gave me and we're, we're all in. We'll just figure out how to do it. And and I'm looking forward to working with you both through Take Action Today, but also pastorally as we work here and at
2: Community Faith. I just want to say to both of you real quick how much, um, and I think I can speak for my wife as well. Um, how much we love and honor you, too. Thank um, you. You know, you guys took us in um, actually on Easter Sunday of last year. That was our first service here. Um, we walked in and immediately felt welcomed, loved. I mean, like you, we walked in and we felt it was home. You know, and yeah. I, I talk about it Thank all you. the time. Um, I, what I love and honor about Rick um, was he was the first man that I seen in this church with his hands raised walking around. You Know that's stuff you don't see much in church. No, you don't amen. see very men. Very He'll do men it running
0: crazy. the cameras, switching the graphics. It doesn't, he, <laughs> he, he, he dances while he's working a camera position in the yes. church. I love it about him.
2: I love this church, and I, I, I you know, I tell this all the time. I'm so thankful, yeah. um, for everybody here that you guys have allowed my family. Nah, we're glad we are just we're looking forward to it. We family. are a richer church we because of too. you guys,
0: we're not near done. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. You need to go to onthedock.org, find links to all these previous episodes. You need to share these. You need to work with Donna. You need to see what she's putting out. And you need to get this stuff into other people's hands because this is a treasure set of shows. Uh, take, take it to the street spotlight. Take action today. Go do that. If, you, if you're if you not sure what to do, email us at info at onthedock.org. We'll get you linked up to these things. Go to YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Find these shows. Find those links, share them out with others. Go back and watch them again. Ask yourself, am I? That's a, I think it's a Michael Jackson song, "The Man in the Mirror." Is the man in the mirror the man you want to be? Is the woman in the mirror the woman you want to be? The mirror will not lie to you; it'll show you the truth. Yep. Decide. The Bible says that that reflection uh, is is truth. So do that, and, and I think it can be transformative. And we are here at Community of Church. We're here at OnTheDoc.org, and they're there at Take Action Today net to help you out go to youtube spotify itunes find us there we'd love to hear your comments on our social media partners facebook instagram twitter telegram and getter tell us how this has impacted you share your testimony and we'll share that in community together if you're anywhere in southern illinois we'd love to have you out at community faith church we'd love to have you here if you don't have a church home of your own already if you'd like to find out more about take action today we told you again go see them there as well just been an incredible incredible time in this studio i'm trying to see what else we got to wrap up here uh, go to my patreon and get donna back on the camera and on the microphone find out how to be a partner or a sponsor there and check out our slnt.com promo code otd be a part of our fair day bag program through slnt we're going to run that commercial here at the very end of this episode but i'm going to sign up and tell you we got a lot of great things coming in season three don't miss it we got more things about building a stronger church coming up we got more take uh, taking it to the street spotlights coming up and other special programs coming so check out our season one and two stay with us in season three and look out what's coming next I'm Pastor Troy mother Beth good job today yeah Thank you don over there rick you've been good you're still awake praise god we're gonna go get something to eat dan and rebecca we love you both i'm pastor troy right here let me get the right thing up let me get the right commercial up I'm almost ready to sign up i'm pastor troy here on the dock we're here for you get in that mirror take a hard look at it if you don't like what you see make a decision to change and start by calling on the name of jesus and if and and when you call on that name if you want to talk to somebody else call dan call rebecca call me call reach out to donna We'll help you get in connected to somebody that'll walk with you through the journey. The cross is not is not the end. The cross is the crossroads to a new beginning. And a lot of things are happening. Dan, your life's bright and future's bright. Mine is too. 35 years, we're just getting started. Seven years, you're just getting started. God is still working on us. He's still working on you. I'm Pastor Troy, Mother Beth, and the team at On the Dock. We'll see you soon now. Enjoy our SLNT commercial. Get out and get something. Use that promo code. We'll see you soon. Here
3: you go. There are more than 8 billion phones in the world. A fact that threatens your privacy, security and health. With Silent Pocket Faraday protection, you can regain control over your mobile devices. We get it. Privacy and security are inconvenient topics. And you may feel like you have nothing to hide, but the fact is that in the modern world, your laptop is never really off. Your phone emits a signal even in airplane mode and everything from your passport to your credit cards contains RFID, and all of it contains valuable private information that is easily exploited in the wrong hands. Silent Pocket offers a range of products you already use, wallets, bags, travel gear, laptop sleeves, key cases, but with the added protection of our patented Faraday technology, which turns your devices invisible and safe from the outside world. Many industries from top business professionals government officials require the use of Faraday products for the day-to-day security of them and their staff. They understand that we are constantly at risk and take the necessary steps to prevent future attacks. We offer this elite technology to anyone that values their personal data and we are proud to offer a premium range that fits seamlessly into your everyday life, providing security without looking like a tinfoil hat. As we learn to live with technology, Silent Pocket stands on the three pillars of privacy, security, and health. Our goal is to provide harmony with mobile technology without risking our most valuable information. We hope you'll trust us to help you do the same.